We are on a mission. A mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy. On the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast, you'll get actionable business advice. Hear stories from industry leaders. And share a laugh or two with us. Fuel your passion for pharmacy. One conversation at a time. Mike Matovich, welcome from Montana Family Pharmacies and from the big from the big sky state of Montana. Right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So what's the weather like there today for you? It's about twenty-five degrees. That ain't bad. Uh, it's a balmy. I'm surprised yeah, you're not in a short sleeve shirt. Forty, I think, today. So Yeah. We yeah, are forty snow is, covered. 40's balmy in montana with the because like i've i've been up there skiing and it was 30 and i was like oh that's cold and it was my first time up there and i'm sitting there unzipping my jacket because i'm like i am burning up on this mountain yeah well you see like chad with uh family pharmacies he was in a t-shirt i don't think he has a long sleeve shirt i don't think he was in a t-shirt with a big sky it's you know 15 20 degrees outside yep. and he's walking outside and in a t-shirt on and we're like oh we saw one guy who was carrying his keys and he's in shorts and a t-shirt and i'm like uh-uh so that's you brown fat. pay me so that's brown fat it works it works for you if you did yeah, that, if it's over 30 they're gonna be in in a t-shirt on the mountain yeah that's uh that's how you stay cool on the mountain there was one year i'll never forget this like um we were getting ready for the the Monta- uh, Montana Pharmacy Association, it was January, up in the hotel room, and all of a sudden I start hearing people screaming down there. And I look out like, and it's a Like screaming bus. like somebody's killing me or screaming like- That's what like, I thought. That's okay. what I thought. That's what I initially thought. And then I look out the window of my hotel room where you could see like the the Swift Current and Ram Charger, and there's these kids who are like ripping their clothes off, getting on the ski lift, and then skiing or snowboarding down in like their swimsuits. And I'm like, mm-mm, nope. Mike's acting like that's not that's normal. That's normal. <laughs> well, you have to come up for the pond skim sometime at the end of the year where they actually create a pond I've seen the down videos. by Swift Current. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen the videos. And you can ski or snowboard across the pond. But that's March or so. It's warmer, eh? Is that? Yeah, it's usually in April. Yeah, April. Have you done that? Yeah. Uh, no, I like to watch it, but uh, I've never done it. I've had some friends do it, and uh, most of them have crashed. There's something. Ooh. There's something kind of wrong about how he said. He's like, no, I like to watch it. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you do watch it, you'll understand why. It's pretty entertaining. Is it really? Lots of slipping. Yeah. We saw some video on that or something like that. There, there's videos on TikTok and on Instagram, and like some of the people, like they don't make it across, and they ended up just sinking. And I'm like, mm, that's too cold. So, so Montana. Uh, is moving for after, I don't know, goodness, nine years at Big Sky? Mm-hmm. Uh, moving their show to something springs? I guess the other way hot from- Hot Springs. Hot Springs? Probably Fairmont Hot Springs. Yes. yes. Fairmont Hot Springs. Yeah. So what's that like? Uh, it's a pretty cool place. Nothing like Big Sky, I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Uh, I think they're just getting priced out of Big Sky, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Aren't we all? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's what we- we say here in Montana, the, the billionaires are pushing out the millionaires in Big Sky. And uh, so, unfortunately, our, our association has to move as well. But Fairmont is, the hot springs are phenomenal. The pool system they have is phenomenal. There is a ski mountain about 30, 40 minutes from there as well. Uh, 
So it's a it's a nice place. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Um, yeah, we missed you guys this year. We missed the Montana Family Pharmacy Group. At we saw the Montana. Christy. Yeah, we saw Christy. Yep. Yep. But there yep. was no Mike, no Twyla. Didn't get to see your kids. I bet they've grown. Well, that's the problem. They've entered high school and they're in basketball. Oh and, my gosh. and I yep. and I also oh, that's right. You're coaching. I started coaching too. So we had a game that Saturday, that Friday and Saturday. So it's going to be tough the next four or five years for me to to make that event if it's the same weekend. So to, well, it's later. Um, it's like two weeks later, I think now mm-hmm. uh, next year. So so the the kids is there something that you say a lot? If we asked the your your basketball team, we said we is it Coach Mike is that Coach Mike Coach yep. M Coach Mike yeah all right. So yep. we said, hey, what does Coach Mike say all the time? What would they What would they say? Oh, that's a good question. Um, probably shoot the ball. Shoot the ball. <laughs> if you're open, shoot the ball. Uh, take that. So take like, if you're open, yeah. take that shot. I like yeah. that. So, 2023. Yes. Independent pharmacy. If it, you're open, take the shot. What does that mean? Oh. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a good question right now. There, I, I think 2023 is going to be interesting because I think you're going to see uh, just a fundamental shift in what pharmacies are doing uh, altogether. Uh, you know, the the writing's on the wall. We have to find other other revenue streams, mm-hmm. and uh, the the PBM battle I think is is kind of We'll, we'll let that be, and let's tackle what we can control. Uh, I think you're going to – I think the cool thing with independent pharmacy is we still really care about patients, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you're seeing that lost in the chains. You're seeing employers come through saying, we don't want to be have a preferred network where we could only go to CVS or Walgreens because right. yeah. our employees aren't getting the care that they need. So hopefully we'll see some fundamental shifts there. And that's the value prop that, <clears throat> excuse me, that pharmacy needs to have is just how we care for patients and what we can do on that front. And so I think you'll see us continue to expand into functional medicine and more consulting. Uh, you know, just the more problems PBMs create by limiting care, the more mm-hmm. opportunities pharmacy will have. So I'm kind of, you know, we're almost doubling down on that to just say if we continue to approach patient care the right way, provide services, and make sure we have to start charging for our services. Everyone yeah. always talks about that. We we got to get provider status. We got to do this. I don't believe that. I mean, it would obviously help us a lot for mm-hmm. billing insurance. Uh, but I know you can go direct to employer uh, and set up consulting services for their patients and if you can show them the return on investment, there's so many studies out there showing the return on investment, uh, you know, for every, some of them, for every dollar spent in disease state management, there's ROI up to $20 wow. uh, per dollar spent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a lot of that's subjective. It really depends, you know, are you truly preventing a heart attack or right. yeah, it's hard preventing to, an amputation? Right, uh, hard so to get paid I, for what, you, what didn't yeah. happen. So what do you think about the memberships? Kind of like the gym memberships. You talk about uh, what Kyle's talking about up at Blueberry, um, where you, you know you have a monthly fee and that covers because we have Amazon. Everybody, if you haven't heard, five dollars, um, you get a bunch of these uh, access to a bunch of cheap drugs. You're probably only on one or two of them. They're drugs that are thirty cents for thirty, probably. 
Um, but there's going to be no counseling, no relationship, no nothing going on with that. You're just, you're, you know, you got to have to count on getting that something else. So, um, you know, what about the idea of in, of independent pharmacy having a $40 a month that covers a suite of drugs, but also includes some type of touch bases or, or some type of things. Y'all, y'all playing with any of that kind of thing, kind of the gym membership model in a way. Yeah, in fact, this would be a little bit of a teaser. Maybe in a few months we can do another podcast. Uh, okay. Because we are in pilot uh, right now with uh, with a program like that. So until we kind of figure out the pilot, I don't want to go into too, in a lot okay. of details today. Okay. But yeah, we actually think we have a, a game changer for a membership type service. Nice. And, uh, and, and it focuses on what the patients are really wanting. Uh, just at more time with a healthcare provider, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. they want they want more. What's really happening? I, I don't want to go in with a symptom and be prescribed a drug, and have another symptom caused from that drug, and then be prescribed another drug. Because mm-hmm. uh, the doctors just don't have time to do any root cause analysis. It's right. it's all just hey, take this, come back and see me in six months, and the patients are tired of that. Uh, yeah, they want answers. My, um, my wife's dad is in assisted living and switching to assisted living, switched the pharmacy. And it is a constant battle. Uh, my wife, my wife fortunately has a little bit of a healthcare background. She's occupational therapist, but always a constant to keep it right. Right. He he got, who, who took him off his, his blood thinner. You know, he has congestive heart failure. Where's his um, Lasix or whatever, like, you know, well, that got off. Our- that's also been a little bit of the doc, the doctor comes in, Kelly's not there and the doctor comes in and he's giving bad information and his wife's giving bad information because she's been to some of the appointments where her mom answers. And she goes, no mom, that's not right. And so like, I've, I've been at the doctor's office with my grandparents and my grandpa goes to say something or no, it was my mom. My mom had just come out of surgery and they kept giving her insulin because they're like, her blood sugar's low. So we gave her insulin, but it's still dropping. And I'm standing there, and she's fresh out of surgery. And I'm going, Mom, refresh my memory here. But didn't a doctor tell you that you were insulin resistant a few years ago? Uh-huh. And then I'm like, didn't that doctor also tell you that you were borderline diabetic? Uh-huh. And the nurse is going, oh, crap. I got to go tell the doctor. So it's also the patients giving misinformation. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's not, I mean, pharmacy Mike could fix that, but maybe from having followed that patient for a while. But this in a specific case is that assisted living moved to a different pharmacy. And, and my wife noticed one drug was a little bit more expensive. And it was like, why didn't you fill this one? Well, nobody asked for it. Nobody requested it to be filled. Okay. You, yeah. Why didn't you call me and say, hey, this is on the profile. Is he supposed to be getting it? Didn't you look at it? You know, so, the, so there really is a need. And, and, and maybe that's... You know, a lot of times I think um, long-term care gets into a mode of thinking, you know, full long-term care. There's a doctor managing them all the time, and they send a list to request mm-hmm. a refill, but but kind of in assisted living is kind of in the middle, so it's not being followed the same way. But you could mm, really— Good point. You, you could totally see where she could use somebody an hour, a month, to just look over everything that's going on and say, is this right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think she'd pay for it. Oh, yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right, and— uh, we do do some disease state management programs in partnership with the University of Montana School of Pharmacy. And one of the feedbacks we get, the, probably the most common one, is I wish my parents could be on this program. 
Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a direct to employer model where the employer is paying for the disease state management. And, and those are the type of models that we need in, in Medicare. You know, the Medicare program and, and what they're trying to do with MTM and uh, the way it's set up just isn't working. Uh, and, and they need to have a, a foundational shift within Medicare on how that service is provided. It needs to be more constant touch points, uh, mm-hmm. dedicated people to have face-to-face conversations with these people. It's tough sometimes over the phone yep. to, to understand where they are. So I think you'll continue to see a shift to that. The other problem you have with assisted living, and this is uh, long-term care, everywhere you go is the employee market. Uh, and everybody's got new employees and so Mm -hmm. do they do they understand have they been trained properly uh to to understand how to put in all the orders to get all the medications from the pharmacy back to the facility yep so that's going to be a constant battle over the next couple years as well uh you're going to continue to see employees shift we we're actually seeing an uptick in that again uh as employees are this time of year rethinking everything it's new new year and where do i want to be and what do i want to do and mm-hmm. we're seeing more applications come in and seeing nice. employees kind of searching uh so it's a little bit of both uh, but uh it's been nice to see a lot more applications come in over the past uh probably just two weeks so what about um any kind of um models where you're seeing specialty manufacturers want to go direct to the pharmacy they're trying to um or like a you know you see some models where there's um acos who are buying the medication and paying the pharmacy to dispense it um where they're on risk sharing are, are you doing a lot of anything where you're going at risk no 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 uh we haven't seen much of that at least in our area i've heard about it seen some other areas trying to do it but uh hasn't been a something that we've had anyone outreach or we've actively pursued either in, in our area. I think a lot of it's specialty is just, you know, that ship kind of came and sailed and we don't even want to get involved in it at too much of a level anymore because the reimbursements aren't there. You know, if the right model comes along to get involved, but it's hard to, it's hard to dispense $5,000 medications and only get 10 bucks on it. A hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. It'll actually lose money or have a DIR fee that comes back retroactive and, you're underwater mm. and and you're still at risk of an audit and so it's what about cash more- what about cash specialty like uh ozempic or or something along those lines well just trying to get ozempic right now for our diabetic patients is uh, is challenge enough so um you know and there's a lot of markets i know a lot of pharmacies that are doing really well with that uh but uh, i'm not seeing a lot of that in montana uh, everybody's skinny trends. up there because they got brown fat they don't need a Zempic. For those of you who don't know, there's a lot of uh, uh, off-label use of a Zempic for weight loss today. <clears throat> but probably not a – everybody's just outside in their T-shirts. Yeah, it's there's probably more prescriptions going out for weight loss than there is for diabetes right now. It's mm-hmm. And that's creating a huge strain on the market. Interesting. Uh, be, because the pharmacies that are doing that are just gobbling it all up. Most of the wholesalers have it on allocation, so that helps – and like uh, Elon Musk tweeted out, oh, yeah, this is the drug I used to lose all this weight. And then that even marked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't help. Uh-uh. Yeah, well, they've come out with a level. What was the – there was one right before that was a W word, wasn't it? Don't ask me drug names. I don't know. Not a pharmacist. But I think there's a couple of those that are out there yep. that come in uh, out that are in the weight loss. Um, you know, I think, I think you're going to see more and more cash models 
where, you know, today, uh, most independent pharmacies could fill cash prescriptions for people less than their copay almost across the board, <clears throat> but it's the brands they don't want to deal with. Yeah. There are lots of people saying, though, that brand rebates are going to go away and that whole kind of deal is going to shift. You know, the manufacturers are really thinking, you know, the manufacturers are unhappy as well, a brand drug. Yeah, they've, they've put themselves in a bad situation where they've let the PBMs really start to control them. Uh, the aggregation is the rebate aggregators have gotten so large. Uh, you know, you have Prime Therapeutics, Express Scripts, and Kroger all aggregating mm -hmm. together. And so when they go back to the manufacturer, they control so many lives. The manufacturer has no choice but to try to play ball with them and to get them on the formularies. Mm -hmm. And so they, they've, they've, the PBM has done a wonderful job for their business model. I won't say it may be a wonderful job for for healthcare. pharmacy and pharmacy, but for what their, what their goal is and what their model is, they've really cornered a market and created all the, uh, all the power to manipulate and push it where they want it to go. So yeah, I think manufacturers are going to really have to fundamentally look at shifting. If they want to get out of that, they'll have to just say enough with the rebates. And if they did, our price would actually probably be less than Canada's on brand name drugs. Wow. Uh, mm. uh, Rebates are easily 50 to 75% of the cost of the drug right now. Well, I mean, uh, there's a reason that the PBMs are some of the most profitable. I mean, what, top three in the top? I mean, just, you know, really, yeah. uh, they're all in like the top, I don't know, 50 companies in the world or something. I mean, they're, they're making that money somewhere. Yeah. But y'all yeah. have been more insulated in Montana uh, from some of that, right? Because you there's not as many pharmacies, so there's... Uh, you have a little bit more control of your contracts. Is that still true? A little bit. We can get rural rates. Um, some of them we can negotiate the DIR fees out. Some of them you can't. Uh, really just depends on the PBM. Uh, we have some PBMs in our state that are that see the value of pharmacy. And so we've been fortunate that we have a couple PBMs that really support independent pharmacy. And they talk about that with the employers that they okay. work with and how important the pharmacies are. And a lot of it's just not, you know, that employers just don't understand the market. Uh, so they they just don't understand how PBMs are treating independent pharmacies. And so when they kind of understand that and understand that, well, if you go with this PBM, you're going to put a, a big strain on your local pharmacy. Most employers come back and say, well, I don't want to do that. I right. want to be a good partner mm -hmm. to that because that pharmacy is important to us. So nice. if we can continue to get those PBMs to, to have a seat at the table with employers, uh, it, it'll continue to be in the best benefit for independent pharmacy. It's just the big, the big three are good at what they do. Uh, mm -hmm. and, they're, and they're good at, at showing discounts. Uh, and right. the employers love to see, wow, this big discount, but what's it a discount off of? Yeah. Uh, right. that, that's where it gets challenging to, to get employers to see that, you know, what's your true net. Right. Oh, market up to market really down, discounts. call it a sale. Yeah. Yep. yep. Huh. All right, let's let's take a we'll take a mental break here. So, do you watch Yellowstone? I was about to ask. I'm, no, I do <laughs> you not. You do not. What? I mean, we're having a podcast, and Montana's like spray painted yeah. to like a massive across behind your head. I keep expecting so to see a big Y up there. So. <laughs> I thought about wearing my uh, Dutton Ranch shirt, but no. Uh, well, yeah, Jeff I, uh, came in and he's like, we forgot our cowboy hats. I'm like, I don't have yeah, we, one. We should have worn, I don't have one either. We should have we worn cowboy hats today. I know you talked to it, uh, Chad at uh, Montana Family. Pharmacy. Is it? 
No, he's at uh, Stevensville. Stevensville. Yeah, it's a yeah family we talked to yeah. him at the uh, winter pharmacy meeting. Uh, and they're talking about, I guess that they're in the heart of that there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's like, we slap a Y on anything and it's going to sell. Yep. Uh, yeah. Do you see a lot of tourism from that where you are? Now, tell us again what city you're in. Uh, I'm in Columbus. Okay. Which, uh, which I'm between Billings and Bozeman, kind of south central Montana. Okay. And Yellowstone is actually filmed in the Bitterroot Valley uh, down by Hamilton and Stevensville down, yep. down where Chad's mm-hmm. at. Uh, yeah, Chad and Pete and Paul and all those guys are down in that valley. And, uh, yeah, it's huge down there, uh, because that's where the Dutton ranch is that they're filming at. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we're even seeing people put the Yellowstone logo on, uh, house on their for sale signs, uh, on their houses. Wow. Funny. And people are buying it sight unseen, uh, just because they put a Yellowstone sign on it. It's, it's pretty fascinating to watch. Uh, I do keep tabs on a little bit and kind of see what's going on just because we get so many questions from out of state people about it. Uh, when I tell them that, uh, Kevin Costner's not actually our governor, they get pretty disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. Well, one of the stories, um, they told was, uh, I guess some tourists was talking about Yellowstone and, um, I guess they were talking about how you need to be careful because the wild animals and the tourists was like, they wouldn't put wild animals in a state park. <laughs> it's like, okay. But it, it's interesting that the premise, one of the underlying antagonist themes in Yellowstone is that bringing in tourism and all this kind of stuff is going to drive up the price of things and drive price the locals out of things, drive up the price of uh, taxes on the pr- land. It priced us out of, out of a big sky. And things like that. So so you see now, now some of that was happening before Yellowstone because big sky is so amazing. Um, COVID did a lot of that too. COVID really got, got And COVID moves people. You had COVID and Yellowstone together. People wanted it simpler. Um, have you seen, what have you seen in your life as far as, not, not your life, in the last couple of years as people from, people coming in from California, building big houses, what, is that a lot or is it a little? What's going on? Oh, it's a lot. Uh, it's it, it's fast, been fascinating this year to watch as soon as it snows. I've never seen so many people drive with their hazards on and <laughs> drive super slow. And that's how we're like, oh, that's a new person probably from yeah. California or New York or that just does not know how to drive on snow. Uh, and, and, of course, they complain uh, about everything. That, I think that's the biggest problem we have is – we're okay with how things are, so don't move here and complain about yeah, how you are. wish it would be. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna snow, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't get upset at uh, because the roads are icy. It's sorry, that's the way it's gonna be. Uh, so, housing has exploded. Uh, the market here has just exploded. You, you can't get contractors to build. Uh, the pricing of homes has gone up. There's hardly any inventory. Oh, it's, wow. it's gotten better since they've raised interest rates. There's a lot more inventory, but for a while there was, there was absolutely zero inventory in Montana, uh, for, for houses and, and all of it was being purchased almost sight unseen from out of staters. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, just, so, I guess just looking at it on the pictures on the, um, like, yeah, we, we had a bunch of people from California move to Texas and there's like several mom Facebook groups that I'm on for our school district areas and they were complaining about the noises that happen that we're used to in July 
And they're going, what is it? And so, and so like a bunch of Texans are making fun of going, it's the aliens they're coming to take back. You need to leave. <laughs> and it was locusts. Mm-hmm. And they're like seeing them on their fence. And they're going, oh my God, what is this? And again, the mo- the Texan moms are going, it's aliens. They're going to crawl in your brain and take over. You need to leave. <laughs> and so I had fun because we took, my son wanted to go hiking. And Jeff's like, cool, I'll take you. So I went with him that morning and, a lo- and I picked up one and I stuck it on his shirt. And I was like, oh, do I dare have fun with this? Cohen's like, it's cool, it's fun. And I'm just like posting it on Facebook going, oh no, it's an alien. It's going to go into my son's brain. But yeah, you're right. They come in, they complain. They're not used to like our lifestyle or the way that we like things down here, but go home. Yeah, we always like when it gets about 30 below for about a week because that usually takes care of it. You start seeing some facel signs. Yeah, I I imagine. I'm I'm not, I, I love Montana. I'm not sure. The the forty below wind chill factor and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's not. We had a, two beautiful blue sky days um, mm-hmm. this year at at, uh, at Big nice. Sky. It was, I mean, it was just just gorgeous and probably it's like if that was going to be the last time Montana Pharmacy Association yeah. was going to be in Big a, Sky, that a, was like the a, perfect what a treat nod to say farewell. Goodbye. Yeah, it was like twenty degrees. Just, just it was beautiful just, skiing. Just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did have the opportunity this year. It's always fun when it's a 100-degree temperature change when you walk out the front door what? of the house. Yeah. Huh. 70, si- 70 inside and 35 below outside. Uh, uh, oh, wow. You, you don't get to do that very often. 70 is way too hot. In the house? It, yeah. Oh. And it's nice to – I don't know if you've ever done this when you're here in Montana when it's when you're at Big Sky and it's – you know, zero or less, just get a really hot cup of water and throw it up in the air. Right. And just vaporizes instantly. I have not it's done good. that. I've seen it. Yeah. Been, yeah. I, seen it on TikTok. Never, yeah. Or something. We see a lot of things on TikTok. Oh, and I, I, I got a quick story for you, too, about the animals. Okay. Because you guys know Josh at Elkhorn. Yeah. And uh, his, his sister is a tour guide out of West Yellowstone. Uh, with snowmobiles into Yellowstone Park. Okay, and we, we went with her. Yeah, we went with her one year, and so we we're like, "What's the craziest questions you've gotten from from out of staters?" <laughs> she's she said, "Well, she goes, I got two. She goes, one of them was, uh, where do they put the animals at night, and how did, and <laughs> yeah, how did they lock a, them back up?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's good. That's, uh, and, and the other one was uh, they were at Old Faithful and they were shoveling the snow off the roofs because it builds up so much and the weight, and they got to shovel it off, and. Uh, unfortunately this I think was someone from Texas said well why don't they just build another roof over that roof <laughs> oh good lord well, I'm still, still going to have to shovel the snow off of that roof <laughs> but, wow yeah, just, yeah he's the big hunter fun. right Josh yep, yep. the bear yep. hunter he, he, he hunts bear bears elk, too right bear elks everything uh, yeah remember yeah he, does. yeah he was he was mm-hmm. telling us about the bears that yeah, we're talking. Um, you, you've met Mark Bivens, her husband. He, mm-hmm. he he's has yep. this desire to cook bear meat. He wants to. He's a he's, he's a, a he's, he's a smoker. Smokes on the you know he does green it egg. Uh, yeah, on the green he's egg. He's on a green egg kick, watching like every like he even watched the master class that's on Apple um, barbecue stuff. He's watched so many videos. There was like even some barbecue cooking competitions on Netflix that. He watched it. Now it's like he just wants to smoke effort. He'll he'll stick with it till he does something good. But somewhere he got a hang up of wanting to smoke a beer. Yeah. 
I mean, a bear. I told him he needed to call Josh. (laughs) So Josh, look him up. I don't like lobster, but he did lobster one time and I'm like, okay, I like when you make lobster. And so I'm getting lobster this weekend. Oh, that's the big thing is he's actually good at, he's actually good at doing it. It's Marsh's birthday tomorrow. So we should all say happy, happy happy early birthday since we won't see you tomorrow. I'll be getting my lobster tomorrow. You'll be getting your lobster. (laughs) All right. Yes. Taking it easy. Uh, Kind of, I guess. I don't know. Do you hunt? Are you a hunter? I do. I do. What's Uh, your wildest hunting story? One was we were, we were deer hunting. And, uh, we were all, we're on a back road and everybody's looking out the window, trying to figure out early morning, where are we going to go? Where's the deer? Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the back of the backseat of the pickup and I look up and there's a deer, nice buck right in front of us. And the guy driving was still gawking out the window and I'm like, hit the brakes. And it's too late. Just smoke the deer. Um, uh, you could hear the deer go underneath us oh in the car. God. And that was the only deer we got that day was like, <laughs> with a car, with a pickup. Do you um, do you see a lot of bears? I do. Uh, we get bears in our yard every year. Um, usually, uh, usually in spring and and in fall we have apple trees, so they'll come down and they'll spend two or three hours in the yard eating apples. Uh, it's it's actually pretty fun to watch them. They're just black bears, so they're they're really not a threat. Friendlier, yeah. You, have you yeah. seen any grizzlies? No, I've never seen one around this area. Um, now, where Big Sky is, and you go a little bit east to Livingston and go up the valley there, they call it Paradise Valley. Paradise mm-hmm. Valley, and that goes in—that's where all the flooding was earlier, okay. uh, or this past spring. Oh yeah, out of Yellowstone Park. Last but summer, road, right before Connect. And actually, I don't even know if, how to get to that road now because one of the bridges over Yellowstone River was completely washed away. Mm. But in October, we can go up that road and you go about five miles and you could run into about 10 to 10 grizzly bears. Um, and they're eating grubs out of the field. So they're just digging in the dirt. They're not even paying attention to you. Whatever those grubs are, must have good fat content because they are just devouring them. Right it must be a lot of them. Yeah. Hibernation. Be like us eating yeah. crawfish. It's going to take a while. Yeah. Big old bear eating grubs. So um, social media. You guys doing yep. anything? Social media. What is what is uh, what's your what's your store doing? And is is Montana Family Pharmacy doing anything? Y'all find anything new that works? You know, for Montana Family Pharmacies, we're not doing a lot of social media. We're having a lot of talks about what what's kind of the next phase, and mm-hmm. we're building some ideas around it. Uh, for the business side, where we are, uh, you know, just uh, just our local advertising. Uh, we do a lot of shout outs to our employees and in the pharmacy and we also have a grocery store. And so, you know, just highlighting our employees and what they do, highlighting our specials. Uh, the more we found, the more we just keep it simple and relate, you know, the, like social media live posts work really, really well. Uh, people don't want a bunch of stuff they can find somewhere else. So we try to make sure it just really relates to the community we're in what's going on, what's going on with the schools, with sports, uh, that, that we found is just the best that gets the most views, uh, supporting the local high school teams or elementary schools. So what are the stuff? So, so you've got a thing you're baiting. What other kind of stuff are you guys working on this year? What are some things that's going on with Montana family pharmacy? Uh, you know, we're kind of ramping up our sales We're we're now able to expand a little bit further than our reach. We're currently have members in eight States. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, I was about for, to ask. So for anybody that does not know Montana Family Pharmacy, what all states are you in? We are in Washington, Idaho, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Utah, Colorado. Um, hopefully soon New Mexico will be in there. Uh, and we have a few other states that we're, we're going through with some uh, pricing comparisons right now. We have lots in the sales channel right now, okay. uh, and we just continue to, uh, you know, and really we've always just grown by word of mouth. Um, you know, we, we are looking at more of a sales channel, but it's just really word of mouth what we do. Uh, you know, we're, we're so focused on making sure we take care of our members. And, and you know, that's, that's kind of why we got into this was to provide just more total pharmacy service to members versus just be a buying group uh, and have a contract. And in fact, when we talk to other buying groups, a lot of them are like, gosh, I wish we did more of what you do, but we don't. We so, what are the, so what are the yeah. things that you do that make you stand out above other buying groups? Well, one is with Pioneer. Uh, I think that's one of the ones that actually piques people's interest the most when we talk about how we can help uh, almost be kind of first line call center with, with you guys. And, you know, people can call our offices and if they, you know, we go through the agreements with them that uh, if they want to call our offices and have our team jump into Pioneer and help, we can jump in and help, uh, especially when it comes to inventory management or ordering processes, you know, just deeper dive and they want more time, uh, you know, than, than they might be able to get with Pioneer at times. So it's, uh, it's one that kind of piques their interest of, well, we've never heard anyone doing that uh, in a buying group. Uh, the other side is, you know, we, we have uh, different entities that will help, uh, help you contract your employee benefits. Uh, we, we created, we created an insurance uh, program with, uh, with actually a, a, with State Farm to provide pharmacy insurance and, and a much more robust than other forms out there as well. Uh, and we get better coverage, less cost. Um, gosh, all secondary, you know, we're trying to constantly get secondary contract pricing. Um, we try to run really lean and mean. We try to pass back as much saving as we can to the members. Uh, cause ultimately at the end of the day, that's what we're here for is to take care of them and make sure they have more money in their pockets. Uh, so, you know, when we look at our buying analysis, uh, I'd say on the buying side, the analysis that we do, I've yet to see anyone in the market do what we do. A true line by line apples to apples comparison. We're not we're not changing package sizes or to show a better savings because I don't know if you're going to change from a thirty count to five hundred or thousand count. So I'm just going to price it at, at our thirty count price. We don't uh, we don't make any manipulations on uh, changing outside the the GPI uh, or the therapeutic range where I've seen other entities do that. Uh, and sometimes it's not by fault. It's just lack of understanding that, hey, this, this isn't an AB-rated drug that can be substituted. And, and it's really cheap, so I'm going to use it in the analysis and kind of manipulate the numbers. And then we try to be super conservative on even that approach. So we, we, we want to show a baseline that, yeah, we can save you this, and we know you're going to see that, uh, versus show a great big number and, and pharmacists go, well, actually, I didn't really see any savings and, and that's the feedback we get a lot is people say, yeah, we switch from this group or this group. But we don't ever see any of the savings. And then when they when they switch to our group, it's typically the savings is definitely better than what you showed. Me. Uh, and that's what we want. We want them to experience that. Yep, I'm truly saving money on this contract versus where I was before.
What about PSAO? Are most of your members contracting themselves or are they uh, just whichever PSAO they want to be in? What, what are you guys doing for that? Yeah, we, uh, we have a line RX as, as a preferred PSAO. Uh, we don't mandate that you use them. Uh, we sell stores using other PSAOs. And, uh, and that's okay. We, we do have a long-term strategy in play with, uh, with a line, uh, that we're working through, uh, you know, that they had, you know, quite the undertaking of trying to merge the two, uh, PPOK and Arete together. Uh, and I think that proved to be a little bit more challenging than they thought, but they're really starting to pull out of that now. Uh, and so, so we just have some, some strategies there on how we can better work together uh, you know, we continue to go direct to PBMs to try to build relationships, um, you know, asking what they need to, to help them be more relevant in the market. But at the end of the day, the PBMs are competing with each other. Uh, so, so they're looking for differentiators. So how can we be a better support to them and have a better story when they go in and talk to an employer? So just continuing to try to look at different angles. How would you respond to somebody says there's too many PSAOs in the independent pharmacy space? Oh, I 100% agree. There should be one. <laughs> uh, but but, you're, know, but but that, that's like that. Everybody who says there should be one says mine. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're always everybody should I, just I, join I, our PSAO. I truly believe it should be wholesaler agnostic, uh, and that's no no knock on the wholesaler, but a wholesaler is designed to sell drugs. Uh, that's their core business and not accepting a PBM contract means you're not selling drugs. So they can tell us all day long that they're in, you know, that they don't think that way. They don't contract that way, but the perception is always going to be there and, and you're never going to get away from that perception. So yeah, I, I would be fine with whoever it is. Um, I think the PBMs are, going to continue to make that really difficult uh more and more pbms are trying to go direct to pharmacies because the technology is allowing them to be to manage contracts and individual pharmacies easier than it used to be 10 years ago so yeah it's truly going to take a whole commitment of independent pharmacies together to say hey we are actually going to go through this and we might have pbms say they don't want to contract with us and we have to be willing to let those go as we build that or as whoever built that. Uh, and then as the network got big enough, the PBMs would come back to the table. Uh, yeah, you just Im- need that access. You just imagine them every year. They just turn in the dial down and say, yeah. hey, as long as I get the network I need, I'm just going to keep each year just turning the dial down. I'm just going to pay less and less and less and less. And, and um, well, you're paying too little. No, I still have a network. They're still taking yep. it. They're still doing it. Um, yep. So, you know, yeah. in order to do that, you, 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 you've got to be a bigger group. You know, pharmacies have got to join one. I don't know if you have the PSAOs join or you, you try to have some kind of big effort where you get everybody to go to one PSAO. But, um, and then you almost need to do like, okay, this year we're not going to do Express Scripts. You know, we're just not going to, you're just out. Oh, and I think Kroger really is setting the stage for more and more of that, hopefully. Um, and that, that one's going to be fun to watch because Kroger and ESI, like I said earlier, they have a rebate aggregator company that they're partnering on. Uh, so what does that negotiate. mean? What is a yeah, rebate aggregator that they're partnering on? That uh, it's, it's the entity they're using to negotiate rebates with the manufacturers. Okay. Uh, so they own that entity together. 
uh, and Prime Therapeutics is involved in that. And so they're, they're doing a lot of business with Express Scripts on that side. Uh, and, and, they, and I'm sure they're making a, a healthy margin off of those rebates and what they retain uh, and don't pass back. So it was really shocking to me when Kroger told Express Scripts, we're out. We're, we're not going to contract with you on the commercial side uh, at all, uh, Medicare side. We're just going to totally walk away from it. And then Kroger went to their shareholders and said, this is a, a billion dollar plus contract that we are exiting. And they said it should have zero or very slight impact to our total net profit at the end of the year. Uh, thank God. And what I think will happen is Kroger will come back and post, um, they'll actually post better savings over the course of this year. Mm -hmm. And they'll say. come back and say, actually, it was a better decision than we thought by exiting the Express Scripts network. And we actually ended up having finding more savings opportunities by either limiting staff or being more efficient and not having a contract that we lose money on every single drug. Yeah, and so, as a Kroger, those those people are still probably coming to get their groceries there, right? They're probably not just because I can't get my prescription here doesn't mean I'm not getting my groceries here. Um, so, so they didn't that that stayed. Kroger's not accepting mm -hmm. ESI today. Yep, yep, yep. As of the first of the year, that could still change. You know, uh, we've seen that before. They they get three months into it and they both come to an agreement and everything moves forward. Did, did, did you see ASI come back with better contracts to try to extend to other people that have rejected their contracts or they just decided they needed a smaller network? Yeah, no, they, they did go back to other pharmacies and especially with TRICARE once Kroger said we're out and, and then they were in trouble in some of these areas and they needed more network. Uh, but the contracts they still put out in front of those entities are, they're just a no win contract. And I think they understand that pharmacies care for people and especially for our active duty, retired military, you know, we all have soft spot for them and they use that to our, to their advantage to say, here's a horrible contract, sign it. We sign it. And because we don't want to tell that military person, we can't accept your plan. Like it just breaks, it breaks our heart to actually do that, to go in and say, yeah, but then you're, you're I'm losing so, drug on everything. You f you're yeah. losing money and everything you fill. Yeah. It's got to yeah, be, it goes back to independence. Like we truly care. We truly want to make a difference. We truly want to, you know, take care of people. Uh, and so we do things to our detriment. Uh, and, and every, every owner out there is going, yeah, yep. <laughs> we do. I've done that. Are you going to have a booth at Catalyst Connect? How'd that go for y'all last year? They had a booth last year, right? We did not have a booth. We did not. Okay. We, so, we did not. Uh, we had one buying group, I think. Yeah, one one buying group. But We, um, are, they, we are trying to put that together to do. So, yes, we, we do yes, want to be there. So, last year, they had several people that were coming to connect, but y'all had the all that, uh, the flooding. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Twyla called me. And she's like, okay, this is what's going on. Right. I'm going to help Mike because your mother's house was in danger. And uh, Twyla was calling to let me know that you, that she was going to help you and some other people sandbag up your mom's house. So Yeah, we didn't have to sandbag their house. We didn't know exactly what was going to happen. The riverbank held on their side. Nice. Uh, if it wouldn't have held, 
yeah, my brother and my parents potentially would have lost their house uh, or had severe flooding. Uh, they both had water in their basements and, you know, had to pump it out. Uh, nothing too severe. They, they were really fortunate. Uh, we, we had some, some friends that lost their entire house, uh, went down the river. Oh my goodness. Uh, but the river, yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing to watch the power of mother nature, the, the river, the Stillwater river that uh, is the valley we're in and the record high ever on, you know, recorded record high was uh, 12,000 cubic feet per second. And it crested during this flooding at uh, over 24,000 cubic feet per second. Wow. So it, it wasn't That's like it nuts. broke the record. It doubled the record. Just, just slaughtered it. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So now Montana Family Pharmacy has its show. Y'all just had your show end of July, right after all the whole, after the big three wholesaler shows. Um, but y'all are not doing your show this year. You've moved it to April, May. Cause uh, that's, yeah. I, I talked to Danny. Yep. Um, so, so what we want in 2023, yep. they're moving it early in the year. Yeah. Doing it earlier in the year and going to be quarter lane again, I believe. Going to be back in quarter lane 2024. So we didn't want to do a six kind of, yeah. a, it would have been right. a six day mm-hmm. month turnaround. So we're going to take 2023 off. 2023 is kind of a year we're really focusing on webinars, um, uh, you know, we're right now we're in an accounting uh, pharmacy accounting series webinar. Uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of track and trace stuff uh, as we continue to prep for that, uh, and and then really also diving into cash flow. Uh, how do you build cash flow this year to be prepared for 2024 uh, when DIR fees go to point of sale? So we're really just that's going to be our entire focus is almost a webinar every week for our members. Educational. Uh, we record them. The ones that allow us to record them, we record mm-hmm. them so that they can continue to access them and gain feedback or if they can't make it, they can watch it. Uh, so 2024, I think we're first week of May back in Coeur d'Alene. Okay. And, uh, and then we're going to be shooting for that April, May timeframe. Uh, seems to be a nice pause from a lot of other pharmacy events during that time period. The, and first, then, week of May, uh, the first week of May historically is a symbia. Right. Which is special. Yeah. 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 And we don't have a lot of specialty right. uh, mm-hmm. in our group. And the uh, the other side of that is we have a lot of young owners in our group. Uh, and, and they have kids and they're in football or some of our members coach right. football. Yeah. And so we start going into fall and fall starts to get really challenging uh, for everyone too. So April has always been good for us. So we're, we're kind of moving back to that. And we got off track with COVID. Uh, yeah. Yep. We you had to cancel a couple. Like oh, you that's guys right. Did. Y'all's first one was April of 2020, and it got pushed. Po- and it was pushed to 2021. Yeah, and that was too bad because that was at a beautiful place in Paradise mm-hmm. Valley, where the Yellowstone River, right on the Yellowstone River, huh. and uh, we rented the entire lodge for our group. But we've since outgrown it, so we won't probably be able to ever yeah. go back. Won't be able to go back. <laughs> so oh. is, is kind of yeah. Coeur d'Alene going to be the spot, or will y'all kind of move around, or? We'll, we'll probably uh, be in Billings uh, every other year okay. uh, since that's real, really our base. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's much uh, easier for us. And, and people really like the downtown area of Billings. So we'll, we'll probably do Billings and then be somewhere else. Uh, Is that the know, home we went to was in Billings? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, have and, you played the, I, I remember, uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you like to do a golf tournament beforehand. We do. Uh, so have you played? Have you played the Coeur d'Alene course? 
Is that the one that has the, the hole floating in the, hole the floating hole? The, the 18th hole is floating in the lake. And they, they, from my understanding, it's in one of two locations. And right when you, before you tee off, they tell you which card to go off of. Yep. So, yeah, it's on a, the floating green is on a cable system. So they can actually pull it in closer or let it go out go further. Out further. <laughs> oh, really? Is uh, that you got to so... jump? You got to jump in a boat to get there uh-huh. after, you, after you hit your tee shots. I think it's hole number. 16? Oh, I thought it was 18. Uh, yeah. No, it it's it's 16. not the 18. Okay. Is that a good hole? Is that a good course? Uh, gorgeous. It's, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I might have to uh, send Mark and Daniel to that one, and that's just their golf trip, and they do the sales trip. Since they're on a let's find a golf trip each year, because Coeur d'Alene is on their list. They can knock out both of those together. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And speaking of reservations, there's also a um, a reservation outside of Coeur d'Alene, and they have a golf course that's absolutely gorgeous as well. Is that the one that's like a frisbee golf? Nope. Disc, it's disc golf. Wait, which one yeah. is it? No, it's we regular. Went... He said the regular golf. Oh, there's regular there's golf, disc yeah. golf there as well? Is that what you're saying in Coeur d'Alene? Well, okay, so the first time we ever went to Coeur d'Alene was the Northwest Pharmacy Association, which happens the end of May, beginning of June. And it was in Coeur d'Alene. So that was my first time and only time ever in Coeur d'Alene. But Jeff had the bright idea to get all of us to go whitewater rafting. <laughs> it was so cold. It was, you so just cold. weren't dressed. It was great. The, they put <laughs> us in 3M suits and booties and it was still cold. And we're, and we're go, we go through this one valley and they're like, just keep your heads down because this is, there's a golf course up there and it's disc golf. And we're seeing the Ooh. disc and the, Yeah. Flying across. Yeah, that wouldn't be good to get in the, hit in no. the, hit the head. No. I'm like, cold water, disc flying in my head. I'm not sure this is a great idea. Yeah, you took the city girl and, you know. I'm okay to go whitewater rafting, just not when the water is like. Was that your first? Four, wh- that was your first whitewater first rafting White ever. First whitewater rafting yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. First whitewater rafting. In, <clears> I she guess. was thinking water, warm. No, it's. Yeah. Well, not entirely. I knew that it'd be colder from the snow melting and that's what it was getting its temperature so yeah 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 end of may early june the rivers are a little chilly yeah but they're moving that's when they're moving yeah right you go into july and they're not moving so yeah what's fun about that huh that's right We, we actually during that flooding uh there was a lot of people coming around with their kayaks and throwing them in uh wow next game's going on Going, yeah, going, I, I hope you're really good at kayaking or we may never see you again. <laughs> and their helmets. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you do see the kayakers. Some of those kayakers are crazy. Um, yeah. But they're just like, you know, they get the helmet on and they like flip over and they just flip back and they just kind of boop, boop, you know, oh, yeah. so yeah. going over the waterfalls and all that kind of stuff. So I guess it's just a lot uh, safer. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, if, um, they're, if you're really experienced, I think it's okay, but... There was so much debris. Yeah, I can't see that being safe with the yeah. debris. Propane tanks floating down the river and, you know, wow. garages and carports. It, it, it was wild just watching all the Crazy. debris go down. Well, Mike, I think we're running out of time. Glad we got to see you today yes, since we missed you hour. in, uh, in, in January. Sky, January. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, if you guys are open for it in a couple months. We'll uh, maybe uh, no, try to do be, another one. That'd be great. We'll to talk about what we're doing. And, and, and I'll probably have one of our partner uh, entities 
join me. I think it would be really fun to have uh, have us on there and talk about what we're doing. No, and, uh, super and interested in that that subscription model and really trying to figure out, you know, as a company, we're trying to figure out how we can help pharmacy disrupt. We need a disruption, right? You, you know that uh, uh, Troy always says, if you got a bad hand, reshuffling is a good idea. You know, it doesn't, you know, just, hey, let's just reshuffle the deck. You know, we, it, we need a disruption and uh, thinking about new models and, and totally just thinking out of the box and kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah it'd be and, super. We'll have to do that. Yeah. And we would love to see you guys at, at connect and have a booth and get more members signed up. So I'll work with Danny. Yeah, no, I know we've already blocked it all off on our calendar. So we're looking forward to it. I have never been to Nashville. Never uh, been to Nashville. I've never. Now it's wow. us. <laughs> so we're going to bring the kids and. Yeah. It's at the Gaylord Opryland and they just like a few years ago, right before the pandemic opened up that massive indoor pool that goes to the outside with all the big water slides. They got all these water slides that yeah. go in and outside and they it's got the lazy like river. Great Wolf Lodge. That, that there's, cool. um, there's some cool zip lining outside oh, yeah. of um, Nashville. So you should definitely do that up in the mountains yep. and the trees and stuff. I don't know if you have a lot of zip lining in Montana. Maybe you do. Um, big sky. Big sky. No, it's, but it's like one, that, that yeah. big sky is like one line or something like that. I've never done it. So, um, yeah, yeah, but Nash, Nashville is, is, a uh, is a fun town. So yeah, go, I'm looking forward to it. Go see the, uh, Parthenon. They have a, they had a state fair there at some point or a national a long time national ago. fair a long time ago and they built a replica of a bunch of different stuff and the parthenon was, was so cool they left park. it uh, yeah oh cool and so there's actual replica of the parthenon that you can go through which is super cool well what's really All cool right. is they've they've put like um some history inside that that tells you how the parthenon came to be there along with some greek greek mythology um architecture and facts in there too so and that park was an amazing barbecue hole in the wall called hog heaven that covid killed so oh yeah so upset about that so but. sad all right well uh, good seeing you thank and you uh, so we much. look Likewise. forward to seeing you next time okay thanks all right. All right. have a good day bye, bye mike bye thank you for watching the catalyst pharmacy podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please like subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcast give us a five-star rating on apple podcast to help us reach more pharmacy professionals like you